mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Last week. I beg, let me just read this accent. Maybe just do it. <laughs> <laughs> And I just treat anyone. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we do all. Get it with both, uh-huh. honey. So, obviously, that's why we have to come with this episode. Yeah. Uh, some people say that they don't want to celebrate. I hear so that, but I mean... I'm like, let's get into I mean, that later. We, let's let's wait before yeah. we even get into all the negatives. Let's try and enjoy ourselves for five minutes <laughs> before we talk about the exchange. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Beatrice. It's Tammy and it's Sharon, and welcome to the bonus episode for the BTS podcast, Baby. That week. <laughs> They didn't want to see us get to the stage. Who's they? Who's they? Oh, anyway. Oh, don't worry. We know who they is. Anyway, anyway, we've got some guests in the building. Our first guest, man. You guys got to introduce yourselves. Okay. He's lit. Uh, just like that. Okay. Hey guys. <laughs> well, I've not heard this voice before. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Got to give them a smooth voice, still. You get me. Wait. Who is that? Who is that? Sorry. Um, did you invite you know, another person? Or this or sixth person on this call? Lost in transit. <laughs> so, so, hey guys, it's your boy Mufasa. Mm, got my fast in the building. Fast, yeah. uh, well, well, <laughs> my government name is Shai Bukon, so I have to introduce myself, you know, Bukon Akawo. But mm-hmm. most of you know me as Mufasa. I'm joining my mates tonight on the BTS <laughs> podcast. That's right, baby. He's lit. You know yeah. the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, 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 I don't want to jump in now. Do you know what I mean, sis? What were you waiting for? Wait, 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 wait. I was waiting now. Wait, I had to let okay, him do his okay. own. Okay, so my name is Tumike Agunulu, mm-hmm. aka Tumix, aka Blanco. You know what? Blanco. Um, I'm just um here chilling with the BTS yes, squad. Right. You know, that's right, baby. That's right. For Nigerian Independence Day, we thought we would do a bonus episode, and obviously we had to get. <clears throat> our Nigerian friends on as well as guests. Um so you guys tell us how your week was, how's your week been? How are you? Well what have I been well thankfully Big Brother Nigeria is done. So like there's nothing else to watch on have TV. Have you been watching anymore. every day? I just 
for the most part. So I just wanted to finish the show, so now mm-hmm. it's done. But that's, I mean, it's just, it's Monday, so like it's the week mm-hmm. is still new. Yeah, yeah true, true. Muffy, over to you. How's your um, week? Well, not much has really happened so far, so it's it's all right. But um, last week, I beg. Let me just read hmm. this accent. Maybe just do it. <laughs> Let me just just leave all of that. You know, but so. yeah, this ain't fire. No, no. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, because see, you know, I, I have like a dual personality. Do you get what I'm saying? Because like, okay, you know, it's okay. You know, let's see, okay. I was born in Nigeria, but I lived in UK for ten years. You see, so um, oh, don't wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't start bringing no road UK voice into this. Let me just say that see, now. <laughs> I can switch it up. You see, I can give you Queen's English. Mufi, don't cut your tongue. And I, London or Nigeria streets, anyone. We do all. That is honey. It has a gun to hit. They can't stop my shine. Oh, my days. But anyway, how's your day been? Which is what we were talking about. <laughs> um today today has been okay it's been it's been ah you know a day in my life is um everybody thinks it's just all fun against but you know i'm actually working i'm running two companies so it's mm. it's a bit stressful mm-hmm. but um yeah everything is going well so far so we thank god we thank god <laughs> okay so as you guys know we always do a song of the week but seeing as we have guests we want them to do the song of the week this week so over to you guys what is your song of the week i'm bringing something new something <laughs> okay. fresh so it's called it's called zoom by check okay. really? how do you spell check is it just the normal spelling so it's c c h e q u e like the like the british spelling okay. Check. Like the yeah Lula. okay it's like it's afrobeats but like it has small alter oh, vibes standard. Yeah, mostly afrobeats standard. so it's mm-hmm. a mix you get me it's a mix so there's this song came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I really really love it. It's uh, it's called Low Low by Maydi featuring Davido. It's a great track. Oh, I've not heard that. Yeah, I like that song. It's good. Mm. So as you know, we'll put um, the songs that they picked on our Instagram, and we'll put it also put it on our Spotify playlist. So you guys check out the song. So as you guys know, today's Nigerian Independence Day. Yeah, come on, come on, sixty years. <laughs> No, you have to come with us because it's true. Sixty years that we've been free from our colonizers. We thank God, fam. This is actually a whole week of celebration. Okay, sixty years is no small thing. Okay, it's true. So obviously that's why we have to come in this episode. uh, Some people say that they don't want to celebrate. I hear that, but I mean. Hmm. I mean, let's get into I that mean, later. We, let's let's wait before yeah. we even get into all the negatives. Let's try and enjoy ourselves for five <laughs> minutes before we talk about the exchange. <laughs> it's so true. Anyway, oh today is Nigerian Independence Day, so I wanted everyone to kind of say something that they love about being Nigerian or Nigeria, or like a fact that some people may not know. So anyone can just jump in. Actually, one fact that I learned this year, which is actually embarrassing, like I can't believe I didn't know this. But Nigeria wasn't one whole country. I didn't know that. Like it was separated into the northern, northern, what is it? Protectorate. Protectorate and the southern protectorate. It's actually not embarrassing to not know those things because what you actually find, anyway, we're going to get into it later. Let me not dwell too much on it now, but you don't actually get too much of Nigerian history actually being taught in Nigeria. So that's the problem we're having. Yeah. 
So that's a huge wow. problem in the education system in Nigeria. May I didn't okay, know let's that. Wait, you know. Let, wait, 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 let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. We'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish this fact. I didn't even finish it. So basically, we were amalgamated. Amalgamated. Is that the right word? Anyway, that amalgamated. thing. Amalgamated. Thank you, Tunke. English. <laughs> we were amalgamated <laughs> in 1914. So that's a fact. Mm-hmm. By a colonizer, Loduga, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I was going to say that, you know, there's over 500 indigenous languages. Is that what they call it? Indigenous, indigenous yes. Language. Wow, English today, we're struggling. Listen, I'm on that jump me. But, yeah, that's crazy, though. When you think about how many tribes and all that in Nigeria, it's a lot, man. It's true. I'll still only marry a Yoruba man, Shab. Anyway. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> the pool is small. The pool is small. Um, oh. But yeah, guys, Mufasa, Tammy, what do you guys love? Like, there has to be at least one thing that you love. At. Oh, okay, it's time to answer now. Okay. <laughs> what do I love about Nigeria? Yeah, what I love about Nigeria thing? is the food. No, mm. yeah, it's true. Is but the thing food? about it, yeah, oh you have to gosh. be careful though, because that's how you'll be ending up on the toilet with hmm. Anyway, let me not go too much into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, what? wait, wait, wait. The only time that will no. happen. Wait, the only time that will happen is if your stomach is not trained. Yeah, that's your stomach is not trained. Exactly. You, you need to, to train it. Mm, mm. Once you that. train yourself, you can eat whatever. You'll be it's fine. <laughs> that's a good but yeah, Tammy, um, I, know, I, I feel like I know Nigeria. what you're going to say. Okay, Sorry. Tammy, Tammy should go first. Okay, for me, what I love about Nigeria is the music. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for her to say that. Like, so... like do you know what? It's, I think it's also like the evolution of music within Nigeria as well. Like where yes. it was, well, from where I, well, to be honest, when I started listening to like Afrobeats and stuff, mm. as to where it is now, like, I think it's crazy, I think. There's so much money and stuff that, that's in music as well. So mm. I don't know. That's why I, I like it. <clears throat> so what I like about Nigeria, <clears throat> the entertainment industry, mm. the music, film, production, all of that. I have like I ha- <clears throat> I have liked the um the evolution of where they started from to where they are now. Like if you look at Nollywood movies, the scripts they they're trying to like change up the scripts, the writing, how they tell our own stories. They are starting to delve more into our history, into mm. thing, into issues, social issues that Nigeria has. Um, and I'm, I said um, there's a sci-fi mm-hmm. movie coming out I think in a few more weeks. And I mean, no one would expect sci-fi <laughs> from Nigeria because all we know is like romance and all these things in the village. But like trust me, like I'm just as in, I don't even care if it's rubbish. Like, I'm just... I don't think mm. it will be because it looks like it has some mad producers. But, called? like, I'm just excited you know? to see what we can actually okay, cool. give. Um, It's called D.O.D. Yeah, D.O.D. So, uh, it's called um, Day of Ooh. Destiny. Lead characters are okay. General Grey and Olumide Wuru. But, like, yeah. So, yeah, watch out. Also, um... Yeah, music. I mean, Tammy already said everything about music, but mm. music is just mad. Like the yeah. way we have just exported ourselves to the international. Everybody's come. I mean, sometimes they come with expectations, but like at the same time, it's just great to see that people are actually recognizing. Yeah, the we fact dominate that Africa in terms of music. Bang. Yeah, let's be careful. Yeah, that's that's it. It. But yeah, we true. actually do that. There's nothing to be careful about. There's nothing to be careful about. We actually dominate. Yeah. Calm down, everybody. 
everybody calm down. Before before the Jerusalem people come now and say that that's South Africans. Wait, you guys, please, Ghanians are going to call. Things that can be proven. Thank you. Numeric data, like, sorry. Okay, yeah, let's explain, like, how I know you both. So, obviously, me and Mufasa, we went to the same uni, Loughborough. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mufasa, like, used mm-hmm. to do a lot of parties and stuff. In fact, if Mufasa wasn't at Loughborough, like, uni would actually be dead. <laughs> no, like, uni would have been so dry. Yo, people used to... <sighs> Oh, you guys, no, you guys no, are going no, to actually, regret this watch that you are fastest wearing now. <laughs> raw two, obviously, I wasn't at uni for raw one. Raw two, raw three, raw four. People hmm. used to fly. There's no airport <laughs> in Loughborough. People used to fly to come to Loughborough, and I mean from other countries. Am I lying, Mufasa? That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> it's facts. No, and I feel like that's how I know you as well. Yeah, because I used to leave Birmingham to go lock her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, man, that's how I know. That's how I know these lot. Okay, so even before we even delve right into it, I think you guys should give us like um, just a brief like rundown of the history in terms of education when you came to the when you came to the UK growing up, things like that. Like, where did you go to school and things like that, so that um people would know kind of your story and your journey. Okay, so um, I was born in Nigeria, so I lived in Nigeria. For, I did my primary school in Nigeria, you know, everything. And I moved to UK at the age of um, 12, I think. Yeah, I was around 12 when I moved to the UK. I went to Stowe School. It was in Buckinghamshire. So we had a family home in London as well. So um, I was for half term and all of that, I'll be in London everything so i moved to london quite young well relatively young not too too young and i did my gcse's my a levels everything there before i went to uni mm. uh, i went to loughborough university and i did my Jeez. masters in in london as well ucl mm. so my actually i skipped a bit let me even go back to my undergrad so I, my undergrad was in loughborough um i studied chemical engineering then mm. um I did my master's in London in UCL where I studied sustainable resources. So I was in hmm. UK for about nine and a half years. Then yeah. because my family is based in Nigeria and you know, they have quite a healthy, strong business here. <laughs> I You better I speak to... <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't go now. So I I came back to leverage on their connections. You didn't yeah, want to wait that extra like half a year to get that 10, 10 year thingy citizenship. That's the thing. Uh, I would have had to even if I waited, then I would have gotten um, uh, what's it called? What do they call it again? Indefinite. Uh, indefinite leave to to remain. Sure. So I wouldn't have actually gotten a passport yet to be uh, on that card for another two years oh, before. Wow. Wow, I would then cool. get a passport. So I'd have had to stay for an extra two and a half years before I would have become a British citizen. And mm. oh, I'm on a money day in my mind. Be <laughs> yeah, me. man, I hear that. Yeah, completely. I was looking for, for money and, 
you know, I thought I could come to Nigeria and, and make money within three months, five months. Because, you know, in Loughborough, I was making quite a lot of money from my parties and mm. stuff. So I thought and that, DJing as well. Yeah. So I thought that, okay, I, I can do this. I can do this in Nigeria. I have everything set up there. Hopefully, it can follow. It can just be as easy. <laughs> Almost. Nigeria showed me life. <laughs> <laughs> It showed me that it's not as easy as um, as everybody would expect from from the outside. Because you know, you see a lot of rich Nigerians and stuff. Then you mm. think that ah, okay, Nigeria is easy once you mm. have the connections, once you have everything, it's gonna be easy. Nah, it's it's not as easy as it looks. A lot of the things that is, that people are seeing on the outside is just lifestyle. You understand? We're making it look better than it actually is do you get mm, so mm, mm, so yeah i'm going back to nigeria to try and forge a path for myself because at the end of the day i thought that uh, anytime i'm doing in london there's no how i can be better in london than in nigeria so, yeah yeah mm, interesting that's it for me Interesting, interesting um so you know how you said that you did your gcse's here like you moved here when you were 12 and stuff how comes that like, your parents didn't just because i know that with a lot of the Nigerians that did move over to the UK, that they tended to move over like for A levels, but obviously you did your GCSEs here. Like, was there a reason why your parents did that? Or so, generally speaking, the education in UK is much better than the education system in in Nigeria. So, mm. my parents just—I mean, they could afford it. Mm. So. They wanted me to have the best education possible. Mm. They wanted me to be able to network with the, uh, <laughs> the those uh, rich families, everything. So I mm. went to like these um, posh schools around London where you have um, princes and all this mm. kind of stuff. So they wanted me to have those connections and to be able mm. to leverage on those things in the future. So, um, so Timika, you know, it would be good if you explain as well, kind of... Um, your journey as in where did you go from primary school secondary school university and then you know when did you move back etc okay so um i was born in nigeria but like through my mom i have the privilege of having a british passport oh wow i didn't um, know that you know, I went the to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it Madu. Excuse me, it's a privilege. Well, when I said that, but... <laughs> boys, we suffered there for almost away. ten years. No red passport, too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. The way she said, wait. I have the privilege. For Nigerians listening to it, it's a it's a privilege based on having dual citizenship. Not that mm. country. Okay, well, you, yeah. Let me just correct that. Mm. Um, I went to primary. I went to Corona Primary School, Victoria Island. Hey, how is that school doing now? Corona <laughs> Vi. Oh, I'm dead. Corona <laughs> Vi. Um, Amen. Amen. And then I went to um, Lyford International High School in Ibadan. And then I did I did my um, foundation in Bridge House College in Lagos. And okay. then I did my undergrad in University of Birmingham. And then I came back to do law school so I could be, because I'm a lawyer, well, that's mm-hmm. why I had my oh, degree. In. So, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> so I came back to get my... Um, <clears throat> law degree in Nigeria and then um I just ended up doing NYSE and then I'm working for I've been working for like a year plus 
Mm. And I hope to go back to my, you know, mother's land because... <laughs> I'm sorry. Nigeria go back to where to specify? <laughs> my mother's land. As you know, in the, the UK. UK. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just, welcome welcome just checking. You know, we welcome you. Because when we said that, in no way. Well, you people are coming for us. But anyway. No way, wait, wait. See, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like, being in Nigeria is actually hard. Like, I've, like, I have, like, two businesses i'm trying to start like it's not easy everywhere you try and look for investor you try and look for someone to build your web website we're just trying to buy a luxury they're trying to just collect money from you and not give you results mm-hmm. so it's like it's really hard and um basically the thing about Nigeria is that, okay, the good part is your friends and family are here. But then when you look at the lifestyle based on there's always traffic. But mm. these are just like my own negatives in Nigeria. There's always traffic. The rent rates are so high. Housing is mm. really terrible. Um, the poverty, literally only like 1% of the country is doing well in terms of finances. Whoa. Everyone else mm. is like... Is that... Sorry, is that a fact or are we just uh is that an estimate fact it's not an estimate it's a fact oh wow Mm. and when you say doing well or doing okay financially like can you elaborate what do you mean like middle class in nigeria there's no middle class you're either rich or yeah yeah there's no it's it's more yeah it's more or less together if i can put it that way but basically what i'm saying is that the poverty rate is very very high in nigeria Mm -hmm. there's a lot more poor people in nigeria than rich people and it's like our government doesn't really it looks like our government doesn't really care there are some that do but like Mm. because of how corruption has eaten its way into our politics mm. it's hard for them to like do what they're meant to do mm. um healthcare like it's just healthcare is just down mm. police that's is one thing that people. used to just confuse me because i remember like when i was at uni some people would be like mm. oh um yeah i'm coming to england to like see the doctor or something and i'm thinking mm. sorry you're flying six seven hours just to go to a doctor's appointment yeah and that just used to confuse me but that's another thing the... maybe i'll touch on if if we get the opportunity because we keep blaming the government but us ourselves were to blame as well mm. but anyway let's not dwell mm. on that is the now. government or people like i don't understand i feel like we can go into it oh, now. Before, before we get there <laughs> before we get there okay first of all let's not act as if i won't lie let's not enter politics too much but let's also not act as if we don't know rigging happens in nigeria normally <laughs> but how many of us so, actually went yeah. outside to vote Let's be honest. How many of did you, you vote? Are did no, you I vote? Didn't. Did you vote? Am I complaining? Did I complain? Did you vote? End of end of end of. <laughs> did I didn't I vote because I did. I couldn't vote. I couldn't Why? vote. They made it so impossible <laughs> to get like the voters card or whatever. You have to be registered in a particular location, and then if you don't get to the location, you can't vote. And then like even if you get and then they gave like a time limit of when you can get registered. By the time everything was panned out. To get to the place to vote is difficult because they'll be fighting in that area. So you can't risk mm. your life to go and vote for and somebody. That's the point. Um, Until we're ready to risk our life to change yeah. the country, nothing is going to change. That's <laughs> no, my it's such a good point. Yeah, but like, if, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But like, if they're fighting and killing people at the voting booth, you yes, cannot vote. Uh, so um and it's easy but for what, us like, i feel like what the is trying to say is that it takes that one person or that group of people to then be like no we're actually gonna do it regardless until yes. the change starts because 
Other than, until until that that happens, then it's just going to be like every voting season, everyone that like has the power to vote just sits at home, and the people that are going to vote for whoever Buhari again for the like fifty second time, they go and vote for him or whatever. Yeah, but like what what? Okay, so. Okay, but who wants to die though? No, I hate that. Everybody's ready to death, apart from Nigerians. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I can't lie. When you look I, at I, history, I, I hold on. when no you look at history, when you look at history, for example, the suffragettes and the suffragettes, yeah, they were the mm, women that were mm. fighting for the the rights for women to vote, mm. and it took a lot of people to die. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like me, I'm not risking my life either. Like I'm not saying that I am the martyr for Nigeria. I'm not. Let me not lie. But I feel like mm. until somebody takes that responsibility on, nothing is going to happen because we can all sit here and be like, oh, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. But it's like, when we had the opportunity to vote for change, we didn't. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm. Mm. So obviously you said, um, what do you call it? That you came over to the UK um, to do mm. your undergrad. Undergrad. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, your undergrad. So when you obviously had to go back to do like law school, tell us about that. So... You know, some people might not know about NY. Was it NYC? NYC um, yeah. Just tell people about that and what it entails and why you have to do it. Okay, so basically, like, um, to practice law in Nigeria, you have to have passed the bar, like the Nigerian bar. So that's mm. like a one-year, it's like a one-year course. So I went back because the, um, I didn't want to do the LPC in England because one, I didn't want, like, I, I knew like it was crazy expensive. My parents probably could afford it, but like to me, it was just like, let me just gonna do this other one that is cheaper. It's probably easier mm. to pass. And then I'll come back whenever and do this one. Sorry, so, so can I have a question? Um, so yeah. you know how you said that to practice law in Nigeria, you have to do, you have to pass the bar in Nigeria. Is that like, yeah for other countries too so if you wanted to practice law in spain like do you have to do the same thing like you have to do yes. a year in... okay cool yes you do yes cool. and then and then in america you would have to pass each state's bar so okay. you have to pass alabama bar before you can do new york bar like like that like that mm. so um yeah so i went back to nigeria for the whole year the teaching system because obviously i left in like secondary school slash foundation and i didn't see anything wrong with the way we taught in nigeria because my schools were like inclined to um british um Mm. curriculum so Mm -hmm. it wasn't very um strict in that manner like obviously i went to a christian school we had like our rules you know for christianity or whatever but like it wasn't Mm. it wasn't like okay so for example i went to law school and the teachers like the students basically just like loved their teacher so much and then whatever their teacher said like they couldn't question it because if you question it you're rude or you're proud or like Mm. things like that do you get and for me it's just like ah guy i don't understand explain to me but like to them Mm. it's like no what teacher says is law kind of thing Mm -hmm. um at least that's how i saw it but i feel like for them it was more like they were conditioned like from primary secondary uni to like just think like that so mm. um it was hard for me in law school especially when it came to like the exams because like the teachers put so much pressure on you on you and some of them like derive pleasure in seeing you fail like they'll be like you <laughs> can never uh-uh. no i'm serious yeah. they'll be like you can never get like 60 percent in my course who are you you can't do that like they they love mm. that and mm. then some of my some of my friends that went to nigerian unis would tell me about how 
they will get to like um let's say two one is sixty percent. Let's say like um a lot of people did well, they got sixty percent. The teacher can just wake up in the morning and just minus ten percent <laughs> from everybody. They, and and nobody based on vibes. Based on vibes, like <laughs> and then let's just leave that one shot. Thank God I survived law school, I passed great. Then obviously Ooh. NYC. I feel like NYC. So um in Nigeria, before you can work, you need to have done a year of like serving the country. Mm. Most people like use word word to kind kind of bypass it, but now more more people are being um um careful to actually do the NYC or to have it on record that they did NYC sharp because I think there was someone that entered politics and they found out that she didn't do her NYC so she had to leave office oh, so wow. everyone yeah so everyone has just been like you know trying to get that part of their life fixed if yeah. not some other people like go and work oh am I talking to some other people go and work um for like themselves or their fathers so it doesn't really count but yeah so I did um NYC and that was like a ruthless process as well because I mean the government only gives you in my time they only used to give us like 18 18.5 or whatever for like and how much allowance. is that if we convert that to pounds so that people can understand in pounds oh girl okay can someone do that because my, cal- my mind is not yeah, working at the time yeah. it was about 40 pounds is that yeah, yeah. A week, between 30 no a month okay oh wow okay so it was 40 pounds a month so I was lucky to work in an establishment that a lot over that. So like that I did was all right. But for someone whose um, NYC job wasn't like paying them more than 20K or something, it's very hard for them to live on that a month based on transportation, food. Because mm-hmm. some people were posted to states different. So they could be living in Medjugorje and they'll post them to Lagos. And it's like they have to find housing. They have to find, you know, food, transport. They mm-hmm. have to like find, yeah. So that was hard, but like skilled through that as well. Thank God. Let me just take it back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier um, and kind of, go back to what we were saying about like I don't know like education in Nigeria for example so on our first episode we were talking about the things that we didn't really like about Nigeria and a lot of people were saying that not a lot of people shall but like some people were saying that they felt like our viewpoints were like wrong and stuff like that but you guys have kind of touched on it now like about corruption how education in Nigeria, it probably isn't as good as it should be and stuff. Like, can you guys like, touch mm. on that a little bit more? Okay. So um, I would think um, in terms of education, I would say, obviously, the private schools are doing well. Like, everyone like knows uh, private schools are doing well in whatever they have to offer. But the system that is actually having issues is the public school system. Um, I feel like the government has not put in enough care into like the public school system mm-hmm. from their uniforms to their curriculums to what they teach them well curriculums mm. to what they teach them to just like their safety in school to the kind of teachers they employ i don't think like enough thought is being put into it um also like okay so let's touch on curriculum for example mm. um for some reason they stopped history nigerian history in secondary schools and i find it a bit problematic because like history was one of my favorite subjects like world history and nigerian history like secondary school and a lot of things i knew i know and knew about mm. nigerian secondary school were from those classes like and some of them are it's just intriguing to know where you come from 
I actually have something to say. So this is the thing that I think that gets me mad. Oh, um, and I'm just going to be you know, oh, up front with it. Yeah. So obviously we discussed this in the previous episode. And the things that you're mentioning now are the things that I personally, <laughs> you know, I agree with. You know, you're touching on the fact that in Nigeria, you guys don't are not even taught about your own history. So obviously, how do you expect people like mm-hmm. us to really know about it if the people in Nigeria don't really know and they can't really educate us, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and then what? And then I feel like, sorry to to just um, add on to that point. And then I feel like when we don't know, mm. it's then. Think... And when I say we, I mean British Nigerians. When we don't know, it's a whole like, okay, well, you guys aren't really Nigerians because you guys don't know about this stuff. But it's like, yeah, but neither do you. And I remember at uni, mm-hmm. like, people used to say to me like, oh, you're not proper Nigerian, you're not a real Nigerian because you weren't born Nigerian. I'm like, yeah, but I understand your body like you don't understand it at all like do you know what i mean so what is the distinction or definition of a real nigerian like i don't get okay so i feel like when it comes to that whole real nigerian british born nigerian i think it's just more about like you have no soft like like when you tell like mm. someone on the streets oh i'm from nigeria and then you, like you have an accent or whatever you, you guys know mm. now when you come back for december and mm. then you're talking mm. to let's say you go and buy something like, ah, yeah. and all these things like they just don't <laughs> feel like you know yeah but like, i feel like it's more of a thing where they feel that because you haven't like i, I don't really want to say struggle because me myself i haven't really struggled i think it's just that yeah. every human being just has it sense of entitlement and ownership on certain topics and i don't think mm-hmm. this is something that actually affects just nigerians i think this is something that affects other countries as well uh, that's one thing i've noticed because i've been to international schools abroad and everything then you have certain people who are raised in england and from a different country and have someone <laughs> from that country uh, trying to speak to them and just be like oh you're not really russian you're not really german because you were brought mm-hmm. up in uk so I, I don't think that's a a specific nigerian problem as per se because um once somebody doesn't feel relatable to you, it doesn't matter. Like, let's say, uh, personally, I've never, I come from a, a comfortable family, so I didn't struggle a lot mm-hmm. as a child in terms of all of those uh, things like light issues and all mm. of that. Of course, normally you have never a problem, but mm. you can't get a random person on the street coming to tell me that I'm not really Nigerian. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's more to it than just that. Once somebody just, feels like okay you're from a different place you were born there you just that's just how it is just naturally Mm. people just want to be different they just want to have a sense of ownership over something maybe it makes them feel more useful or more a part of a a, maybe a bigger part or something you understand Mm. what i'm saying yeah so that's going on to what you Sorry, going on to what you touched on. So the fact that obviously you haven't necessarily gone through some of the struggles that um, they s- are saying is what you need to have gone through to be able to claim that Nigerian status or whatever. And I am, <laughs> I mentioned this, okay, on the pod. I mentioned this and I said that from my understanding, as obviously I've only really interacted with people who are, let's say, Nigerian mm. born. Um, and they obviously come over to study in the UK. That's obviously where I get my my most of my friendships and stuff from that relationship. And I said that from my understanding, from their experiences, and I want you guys to confirm this, when mm-hmm. you go back and when you did go back, are you now also kind of part of that category where people kind of dismiss you or not necessarily dismiss you, but they say that you might think that you're better than them because you had the opportunity to study abroad. Do you get that difference? 
let me speak on this you're very correct because i remember when i was in law school there was a thing so everyone that had like mm. everyone no seriously everyone that was in bar one were people that schooled abroad russia canada wherever schooled abroad and then bar two people were those that were you know had uni in nigeria and all of that so mm-hmm. <clears throat> when we had all obviously mixed up into because bar two is bar one and bar two mixed together mm-hmm. who do you think you are with your macbooks and your ipads there was this whole thing or like i mean some of them were cool like some people were mm. like oh they don't care and everything mm. but like there were really people that thought mm. that because we went to school abroad we thought we were so much better than them and it really wasn't the case it was like you had to <laughs> oh prove yourself God. that oh i'm really like i'm really rugged you, you, like it's so stupid like you, like you, you had to like and like there was there were some times mm. where I caught myself like ah, Tumika, what are you doing? Like it's really not necessary. Like if mm. they like you, they like you, they don't like you, like like they really wanted to be and it's just like I went <laughs> to the UK for three years and it, it made it seem like those mm. three years just changed my entire life or whatever. And it's like ah, it's not that serious. But I really don't know why. I think it just they just equated to um, your experience mm. of Nigeria is different from my experience of Nigeria. Therefore, you are not an authentic Nigerian. Nigeria. Mm. I've lived half of my life in Nigeria, <clears throat> half of my life in the UK. So I relate to every single group of people. Mm. Whether it's the in Nigeria, they call them. Uh, I just got back. IJGB. So the people that just came back from from abroad, <laughs> I understand their plights. The people who were born here, I understand their plight. The people who are still abroad in UK, I understand them because. Um, basically, I've been immersed with all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been immersed with all of them. You understand what I'm saying? So International see, movie. So, and I don't take sides. So I see, and I just wonder why there has to be sides in the first place. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Why mm. does there have to be a divide? Mm. Exactly. Why does one group have to say that? Oh, okay. That or oh, you guys are freshies. That's that's mm. what we get from from the UK people. Or oh, you guys are freshies. Then from the nigerians they're like oh uh, i want in it in it people you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, want <brap. laughs> I want brap guys you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. so why does there have to be a divide why can't everybody just get along because yeah. i remember i was speaking to in, the, in loughborough i mean the first time i met someone i won't say her name at the bus stop <laughs> I know he is because <laughs> i was because initially funny enough when i first got into loughborough because i was in I was been immersed deeply in UK culture. So I was mm. friends with mostly like Oingo people, mostly white people. Mm. Um, it was only maybe two months in, I started hanging out with the Nigerians. And all. Mm. But once I started hanging out, and the Nigerians I started hanging out with were initially were international students. Mm. So initially a UK-based student saw me and we just started speaking. She was like, wow, your English is very good. Like you speak like you live there. I'm just like, I'm, yeah, I have. <laughs> nah, so disrespectful. Like, mm. Um, so obviously, you know, during December, <laughs> um, you know that it's become a kind of season mm. where people who are like myself and Tammy and Sharon, who are Nigerian that are based in the UK, um, because of you know the parties and all the enjoyment that comes with being in Nigeria in December, obviously that's when we tend to fly out. Um, to benefit from that but what I've re- what I've realized is that actually you know there seems to be quite a bit of hatred not I don't say hatred but some sort of negative viewpoint that you know you know you mentioned that 
some some people will be like, oh, you know, your accent, you're fresh, you're this, you're that. I think people are taking it now that because we only, not we only come back, but when we do come back, it tends to be for like the parties or those sort of things. Um, there seems to be a negative view that, you know, we only come back for enjoyment and that we're taking advantage of, you know, Nigeria. We don't really care about the country. I don't know what you guys think, you know. Obviously, I know... So, yeah, what do you think about us going back there? Um, so, I think... So, I think... Um, what you might be referring to mm, is yeah. that bit on Twitter where like people are saying, "Well, this person only comes back for December," because mm. I saw I saw I saw a few tweets yesterday that were just like, "Oh, um, Independence Day is coming, let's celebrate, blah blah blah," and other people were mm. like, um, "Well." was there to celebrate like for, for you that lives in nigeria you be like i was there to celebrate 60 years we have not yet gotten it together mm. but like obviously mm. if you mm. only if when you see nigeria is when it's at its best mm. with the enjoyment and all of that you would see nigeria in a completely different light mm. like i love nigeria in the sense of i'm nigerian i actually love the country i just hate where we are right now but like mm. I, i'm excited for december but that's literally the only time i I'm excited about Nigeria. And it's only when, like, good things, big things happen, like, when, mm. like, performances happen or if there's, like, a big law break or something, like, in the law or something that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm excited to be Nigerian. But for the most part, there's little hope that mm. the government, the nation or whatever gives people to be excited about mm. their own country. So when you see someone that is excited about country, mm. you're just like, hmm, this person doesn't live in Nigeria uh, from a Nigerian point of view, uh, my analysis on that is that basically uh, people in the diaspora, mm. they only want to be Nigerian at their own convenience. Mm. That is the mm. problem. Mm. That is the paramount problem. It's at their convenience. Mm-hmm. So when something good happens, you're Nigerian. <laughs> as to make it, when you want to come back for holiday, you're Nigerian. But as soon as the real problems are happening, as soon as the elections are happening, people are dying, everything, you guys start insulting Nigeria. Oh, what kind of nonsense is this? This is can, this I, can I just interject here? Mm, mm. Okay, because I'm trying to think about I'm trying to think about how best to explain this. So exactly, <laughs> maybe okay, right. So obviously Tumika has just said basically that she's excited for Christmas. Other than Christmas, she's not really excited because mm-hmm. Nigeria is not really at where it wants to be. Mm. So it's okay for Tumika to say that because she was born in Nigeria and she's lived there for however many years. But if mm. I now say that it's like, oh you're only excited for Christmas but when it's when it's when we're voting and ballots are being burned that you're not Nigerian anymore and you're not you're not happy. But I've literally but just said exactly said what Tumika said. But yes. because I've said it, and now I, because I live in the UK, I was born here. It's like, oh, you you only want to pick and choose when to be Nigerian. When actually, that's not the case. Like, yeah, okay, Christmas is lit. We know that, but we also know that there's a problem in Nigeria. There's corruption and stuff mm. like that. And the reason we speak out, out about it is because we care. At least from my perspective, I can say that the reason yeah. I talk about it is because I care. It's not. I would never ever. I've never ever been that person that's like, oh, I'm not Nigerian. Like, I've mm-hmm. never ever said that. Like, if people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm Nigerian all the time. And I also I'm, think that Monday, people... Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day mm. of the week it is. Mm. But I just feel like when we pass judgment, it's like, oh, you guys um, don't want to be Nigerian. <laughs> but it's actually like, well, I just said what Tumika just said. Mm. So, like, just... like, like I've said, oh. there's a. In... Sorry, do you wanna carry on? No, no, you go. Jump in there. I'll jump in after. Like I mentioned before, there's an entitlement. 
it doesn't just have to be with being Nigerian, like I said, in different countries, even with being black. Once you have white people speaking on Black Lives Matter, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, you saw the mm. backlash. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? They might mm-hmm. understand what's going on. They might have maybe uh, mixed uh, race children or whatever. They might actually generally understand and, and see people they love or whatever suffering. They themselves might not be going through that problem. Mm. But because they're not black, then you get people who now say, okay, you can't talk on this. So it's just that same logic for for Nigerians. They're like, okay, you're not here. You haven't lived here. So why are you then saying this, this, and this about that? It's not that you don't know what you're saying or what you're saying is not true. Mm. It's just this sense of entitlement that, okay, this is my problem and only me understands it and only me should speak about it. Mm. And it's not the case. I think the thing between the Nigerian-born Nigerians and the British-born Nigerians dates all the way back to the times where um, you um, UK-born Nigerians and like British people in like in schools will gang up and be like, mm. "Oh, um, you're fresh off the boat. You're a freshie." Like your accent, they make fun of accents, um, clothes, your traditional wear, and all of that. And I don't know if this was your story, but I know like I think it happened to like my cousins before, like when, be, like before they became like. Can I can I say mm. proper British Nigerians mm. where people will just mm. be like, ah, you talk funny or like your traditional way is funny, just things like that. I think people are forgetting that we're getting older. You can't compare the way that I'm going to react or how I'm going to know how to treat a topic back when I was a child with no experience. So let me break it down again a bit further. What I'm trying to say is that as you grow older, you also want to know more about not just where you come from, but about the world in general, right? So when I was 16, obviously I can't, not 16, but however young I was, my parents weren't really going to allow me to be traveling anywhere in the world by myself to enjoy or to find out more about the countries. That's just not what was happening. But as I've grown older, for example, especially coming to when I was coming to uni, um, I started to realize, you know, for me and I think Sharon as well, um, and also Tammy kind of, our background, even though we're black and obviously, you know, we've been brought up in white environments. Let's just say that, you know. Um, and as you go into a uni space, you start to realize actually, you know, there's a part of me that I kind of never really got to know more about, which is what I think people don't understand is that as a black person in the UK, you're constantly battling already between the white man and also knowing more about yourself because you're, you know, you're forced to kind of conform to their own standards. But then Mm. as you grow older, you're put into um, situations where you're like, you know what? No, I want to know more about myself and where I come from. So I don't think it's about it being cool. It's about the fact that as you grow older, you want to know more about yourself. You want to be able to experience the world. And that's why, for example, you know, I will go to Nigeria to turn up, not just because I'm just trying to make it seem cool again. No, because really and truly the last month I was turning up in Dubai, the last month I was turning up somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's not because I just think it's cool. I think it's because now I'm at the age where one, I can do it. And two, I just want to know more about everything in general. And that includes me knowing more about my own country so i don't think it's about being cool it's just about growing old but yeah you go can i even just add as well that sometimes like we may have wanted to go but Mm. i mean if you're 15 where are you finding 1000 pounds to get a return ticket to lagos like it's 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 just not happening do you know what i mean so i feel like sometimes it's not even that 
oh you know like all of a sudden everybody wants to go it's like actually all of a sudden people can afford to now because like they have jobs and they're working do you know what I mean so I feel like sometimes it's a little bit I don't know I just feel like it's not true that people all of a sudden now want to be Nigerian because what Megan Megan Thee Stallion's performing (laughs) no like it's just that maybe before like we were either too young or we didn't have the money to be able to do it um I think in I haven't spoken in a while so I think Mm. with me let me just give you a background um even though I'm a UK Nigerian I used to go to Nigeria like when I was younger I used to go like every Christmas like I'd always miss the last day of school and I always be on a flight while my (laughs) while my um peers were doing um uh, well what's what's the thing the um nativity play play. (laughs) while they were playing Jesus me I was on a flight to Nigeria so I I do I do have uh an experience of Nigeria and I think (laughs) I've been to Nigeria between I think at least 10 times so I kind of know like what's going on there obviously I never schooled there but there was Mm. one time I was there for ages and my dad got us a teacher because that's how long we were there (laughs) so I know so I kind of know like what's going on but obviously I don't know to a certain extent but even with that people will now say that my um experience is not valid because I I haven't lived in Nigeria or I didn't go to school in Nigeria and I'll say something they'll be like oh but you don't really know you don't really know because you, you you didn't live here so how how would you know and it's just like so because I didn't live here now, so now my whole experience of Nigeria, everything I know about Nigeria is now invalid. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes with mm. UK Nigerians. It's like, they feel like we're dismissing them, but at the same time, we f- we feel like you are dismissing us and with our own experience, if that makes sense. Mm. So, so, I don't know. Where where I even wanted to come in, these issues are inbuilt from instilled from when we were kids. Mm. that's the problem we've been brought up in these issues and the things that some people are traumatized and just because like Beatrice said okay the things you you wanted to know at 16 are different from the things you wanted to know now but things that let's say some of the actions you particularly might not have been mean to the people you describe as freshies but some of your mates some of people that you know or some uh, just any of anybody else in the UK you're constantly bullying people that they describe as fresh off the boat and everything then there's going to be that inbuilt resentment Mm. but can i just touch on that whole billion people obviously i'm not saying that it's right and i completely understand that but i think what people tend to forget is that like i mentioned there is the battle that as a uk person a black uk citizen we are dealing with that you guys don't deal not you guys but people that are living in nigeria and are born in nigeria have never dealt with yeah because some people in nigeria were, have never so, dealt with racism yeah we were that's, already that's, dealing we were already dealing with the white people laughing at us right i'm not trying to judge you i'm just trying to give you guys a bit more understanding yeah. so you know people we were already dealing with the white people already laughing at us about the way our skin is about all these sort of things and then we're, yeah. our minds are then accustomed to think that we are the only way a black person should be which is the white the white side mixed in with the black person so when we see someone else we are a bit like what no not we not me in particular i'm just saying some people i just be like you know exactly i need to pass on that judgment but i feel like as a as a nigerian born sit um nigerian they don't understand that actually you know what i'm not saying that it's right but they don't know you know understand that as a black as a uk person we've also gone through battles that you're experiencing in terms of we've had that judgment as well so if you had that judgment from white people what i'm saying is that why would you now put that same thing yeah but i'm saying that's a young age Um, you know when you're a young age i'm not just i'm not justifying it but i'm just saying at a young age 
as a kid, you know, if someone's laughing at you or something and you now change yourself or you've now conformed to understand, to think that the way that you are as a UK black person, that should be the only way a black person should be. When you're seeing something else, you're also kind of judging, passing on that same judgment that you receive to someone else. And it's not necessarily like you shouldn't learn, but when you yourself think that's the only, that's the right thing, you don't know anything else. I'm not trying to justify it, but I'm just saying that's the reason. I think as well, though, it's important to say, like, even though that that may be the case, like, it's never right. Like, it, people shouldn't be calling. Of course, hundred people shouldn't be calling other people freshies and all that. So I never, I would never condone that. Me I've other. never in my life done that. And if I heard someone say that, I would definitely call them out. I understand that some people do do it, but I think the the issue that I have is that like I think you guys maybe you've experienced something and it's been traumatic but then you you kind of assume that all British Nigerians are like that Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's the struggle that I had when I was at uni because a large group of my friends were international Nigerians Mm -hmm. but then it was kind of like some people didn't accept the fact that I was in that group in in I guess inverted commas because Mm -hmm. I was British and I just didn't understand that and I feel like okay if in my experience, if I've had like a negative experience with with a, a certain type of person, if I've had a negative experience with a white person, I'm not going to now say like I'm not talking to any white people. All white people are racist because I've had one experience or a few experiences. Do you know what I mean? But I felt like with some international Nigerians, like there'd be people. I remember mm. one boy in the library was saying that we shouldn't even look at each other. That British born um, mm. British born Nigerians and Nigerian born Nigerians shouldn't even interact. Like when um, international Nigerians would speak to British Nigerians, he would like basically say to them like what are you doing I'm not gonna wait, now be wait, like wait. oh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that one was that one weird yeah, yeah, that, that one was mad like, <laughs> and he knew obviously I was a British Nigerian and yeah. he was sitting in, we were sitting in the library and he just kept going on about the fact that we shouldn't interact that we shouldn't even look at each other was he talking to you he was talking to another international Nigerian but I was also trying to put my two pence but then he was ignoring me and it's just eventually I just stopped what I wanted to say was I what how I started talking mm. about it was I said that was the root. So I feel like it hasn't been mm. resolved mm. in some people's minds. So it's still there. And like as much as I want to say primary school, like Sharon said, some people mm. are still doing mm. this thing until like yep. uni. And some people still do it till today. So I think like that's why um there is that. But I also think that it's a thing where to me, I feel like it's changing. It might be a slow change, but I feel like it's actually changing and people are not really, you know, caring about it so much because mm. as um, Beatrice said, we're growing and you can only like like think mm. about what happened to you when you were six years old or like 10 year old, like for so long. So I actually think that it might be changing. Um, and I think that was that, that has just been the root and just the sense of entitlement just keeps people from thinking that other people can speak on other things that are happening. This problem is, is deeply rooted both ways because, Sharon, think about it like this. At the start of this episode, you guys uh, said that, okay, I made love for lit, I did this, I did that. You know, until now, the, those British Nigerians that would never accept, although it's a fact, it's not that I'm even gassing myself, mm. I had... No, 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 he's right. No, forget, he's right. Forget oh my god! Anybody <laughs> on this podcast now, 
without I had the biggest but not that I'm gas it's not a matter of even being cocky or anything if you like say mm. I'm cocky go punish you it's your own problem because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a matter of, of the facts just because mm. they felt like okay I'm an international student meanwhile I was, I was as British as they were I might not have passports <laughs> but I've lived there longer than some of you that have passports you understand what I'm saying mm. so they would never accept it they didn't come to my parties they even they even robbed me at my final party because they were jealous. They were fact. like, okay, why is this international student? Shabi, his parents are, are rich already. Why is he coming to make money? Even to me, to people are saying that my parents funded my party. My dad wanted to disown me for DJing and throwing parties. Do you understand what I'm saying? They would never, they would never value my efforts purely mm. for the fact that I'm not one of them. Mm. They couldn't believe that somebody who is coming from a comfortable home, I hear who's coming from Nigeria, too. can come to to such a place and make such an impact, make such money, everything. They will never accept it. And you know what's funny? Because even though that happened to you, I feel like that also happens to just UK people in general. Let's even forget about Nigeria. It's mm. like when people come from like, not like a wealthy background, but like other places where you're not struggling other places. or something like that, or you have your own room or you have like, maybe your dad can fund uh. your rent or stuff like that. They'll mm. be like, oh, but you don't really, you're not really a real, you, you don't, you don't really know, like, mm. honestly, and that's it's true, like, actually. And it's like, wait, just because I'm a bit privileged now, my experience of that is invalid because it's like people, I've always felt like people want you to struggle, people want you to struggle. As and a black person in general. As a black yes. person in general, you have to struggle in order to, like, bet, like, feel the benefit of something, if that makes sense. So it's like, everybody wants you to struggle. Oh, no, but if they could like the lady that um does what's what did she do um house of cb mm. everybody will say she, everybody will say oh she's self-made she's self-made oh mm. no but her dad gave her a thousand uh, a couple thousand pounds to start her business so she's not self-made and it's just like so you really want people to struggle in order yeah. to, te- to tell you that they're self-made and i don't know where that mentality comes from but it's yeah. not really just, it's just rooted in jealousy to be honest, honest it is jealousy. See, if next week tomorrow Let's say by next week, yeah, I have like and I say I'm self-made. Nigeria, people <laughs> <laughs> like of Nigeria will fight me. Do you understand what mm. I'm saying? You'll say I'm not mm. self-made. Meanwhile, I can swear to anybody, I, my Donzelli, anything I did in love, I didn't collect one error from my dad mm. to do mm. anything mm. I did. Do you understand mm. what I'm saying? My new business now, my yeah. game, I, I, I produce hand sanitizers, liquid soaps, anything. I haven't collected one naira mm. from my father to do anything. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. yeah. But no, that judgment, that judgment. I definitely have to admit that you know, because I don't know. I just think I definitely agree with you. Some UK students would definitely see um, international students, and I'm using that word international because that's the only way. That's the best way to describe you guys um, <laughs> as people who are obviously rich in their own country that can afford to send their student over to the you know to the UK to study because in the UK you know you don't necessarily need to come from anything like that really and truly the government will fund you mm-hmm. to go to university um so, so yeah i think they what, you know that that judgment mm-hmm. that judgment they pass on is definitely evident and i 100 percent agree with you that it's wrong and it shouldn't be like that and this is where i'm getting to that where the real root of the problem is for me the real root of the problem is not even you guys it's you people's parents no offense because, oh really? Yeah. Wait, that, let's hear what he's trying to say. That, that's the root of the problem because 
you know, I get a lot of things. Um, I, because, yeah. like I said, I'm privileged to be in a position where I can understand both sides. Now, I coming from Nigeria, everything I hear, what people are saying, oh, you, your dad does oil, your dad's probably into politics, your dad is stealing government money, this, this, that. That's why I heard, like, directly from, from these people, because some people, like, mm. by the time I speak accent, you know, going to say I did Nigeria, you understand? Mm-hmm. These people will start confiding in me and telling me what they feel about this and this person, you know, something mm. So they didn't learn these things by themselves now. It's what they're hearing from home that are coming to, to mm. say. Mm. So their parents, no offense, a lot of uh, African parents, they struggled in Nigeria. That's why mm. they moved to UK in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. They struggled. And I hear personally from a lot of them, they're like, ah, you can only make Nigeria if you're corrupt. If you've done this, you've done that, you know, something. Mm-hmm. So mm. the perception that the, the children are going to have is that any any Nigerian that they see doing well or they're stealing government money or they're doing some kind of government work or mm. something like that. So, of mm. course, naturally, the children are going to be jealous and feel like, okay, this mm. guy is, is running on stolen funds. He's an international student or mm. he's going to have it better. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. I actually just wanted to just touch on that point, actually, because it's something we mentioned mm. in our other um, episode. Yeah. And I made a comment and I essentially said that, you know, um what i tend to see and obviously i correct me if i'm wrong what i do tend to see is that to be successful in nigeria and again again correct me um i believe that you you really the rich people that i see who are able to send their students over the majority of them that i know are business owners they're entrepreneurs um and people basically said that what i said was wrong because what i said is if i compare and I've now confirmed this is a fact. So now if people want to come for me, I've got people to back me up. If I compare my grad salary, so this is, you know, as I finish uni and I've entered my job, um, to the same graduate salary in the same company um, abroad, obviously there's a massive difference. And what I was saying is that the amount, um, the amount that I was earning was Huge. the amount that a junior partner or a partner in that firm would be earning. And what I was trying to say is that, you know, to be able to be successful in Nigeria, I really do think you do need to be an entrepreneur. Whereas here, you can earn a decent amount of money in a corporate job, which obviously, you know, not necessarily requires less effort because it really doesn't. But there's just, you know, there's more opportunities and, you know, you can step into a role rather than create it, which is obviously a whole kind of skill set that you need to learn, you know, I mean, on top. So I don't know what you guys think. You are right. You, I'm you right. right. What's considered a good salary in Lagos? A good salary um, in Lagos is considered have... 100k a month. Mm. If, if, if you're even t- getting 200k a month, yeah, you're considered like top end. Do you understand know what I'm saying? Yes. And when you convert yeah. that money to pounds, that is only 400 pounds a month. Mm. Mm. Now, standard mm. of living is obviously different. It ain't shit. Yeah, I understand that. But mm-hmm. even after still factoring out everything, there is a massive still, difference. There's yeah. a massive difference. Mm. Mm. I would say, I would say that. Um, for the most part, most of the people that are rich in Nigeria, some of them work. Mm, I wouldn't say they don't. They don't own what they work at. So if I put it this way, mm. um, all the EDs in the banks and all the like um, mm. group GMDs and all these mm. things, or however they classify themselves, they still work on their people. Their salary is just good. And if you check the ages of these people, they've been exactly. working for time. They're like sixty. So what I'm saying is that like from our generation like we're starting to realize that you can only get like 
big box if you have mm. your your main job your nine to five job mm-hmm. and you're doing something else on the side so like when your when your finances come together it measures up to someone who is like mm. in England that just has mm. one corporate job so then can you blame you people I mean? can you blame so people that's how for, you know for example our parents and stuff who obviously came over here because they believed that there was better opportunities mm. and that's the real fact because obviously like my mm. said even if we take into consideration the standard of living in terms of the percentage and the chances of you doing well you're probably having a better success rate here than you would in nigeria do you get what i'm trying to say our parents that stayed behind always say how why um they didn't think they should have left because at the time nigeria wasn't like doing too badly like it wasn't terrible and most parents that actually left nigeria to go to the uk oh, actually 100%. had to struggle Definitely. a little bit before like and they, they still are up. struggling yeah before they before they picked up and all of that but um at the same time um i also feel like when they left what they left behind was just the beginning of the corruption and all of that so in the stories when they tell their children like what was happening when they left that those are the stories they tell because that's where their living in nigeria stopped so growing up you would think oh this is what because my cousins like we only used to go and visit them they never came to nigeria for a while and when they came to Nigeria, they were they were so amazed, like, oh my god, mansion. Mm. And like that we had, you know, generators, we had PS4, we had like they were just like, ah, really? Like they were just shocked. They just thought it was just, oh, these two kids just come from the jungle to come and enjoy lives and they go back to the jungle. Like they didn't mm. know because based on what like mm. they were being told, there was insurrection before their parents left. Mm. And they just didn't know how Nigeria had progressed so, after. I that. think that's down think, to their so, parents, though. I think yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's what, what I'm I was going to say. That because yeah, that was my mum had a completely different experience. Well, yeah, my because, parents were on both extremes. I think like my dad like was on mm, the poorer end, and my mum mm. was that like, her dad was like, extremely wealthy. So I feel like yeah. I had a balanced view of mm-hmm. Nigeria. I think, but then again, that's going back to what Mufasa said about like who, what your parents, how your parents lived and stuff. I don't even think it's about how your parents lived. I think it's about what your parents actually tell you because I'm sorry, I was a little bit, not that I was a little bit naughty when I was younger, but I was a bit rude. So mm. my, the, my parents would be like, if you're not careful, you'll be on that flight to Nigeria, you go, go back, I'll ship you back to Nigeria. And it's like, and it's like they're putting fear into, That's true. into exactly. their children. But at the same time, when I used to go back to Nigeria, I always used yes. to have fun when I was younger. So mm. it's kind of like, I don't really know is it a scary place is it a good place like, I, never, <laughs> I never really knew what was going on mm. and obviously as you get an older and obviously I've met people in uni I've met like international students so obviously I know a couple of people out there so mm. when I went last December so obviously I had a good experience of Nigeria I think it was the best trip I've been there so far so it's kind mm. of like you don't even you don't even know and my parents were born here like they were born in the UK so they didn't have to have that whole struggle in for to get a passport and all that stuff. Mm. Like, I never had to... And we all... And we, we've all... From what I can remember, we've always had a Nigerian passport. So mm. it's kind of like... Mm. I think it really roots, as Mufasa said, from your parents and how they perceive Nigeria to you. You know, like, that whole um, we'll send you back to Nigeria thing. Mm. I mean, for us, our own thing would probably be 
we'll send you to the village. So if you don't know some, like, if you don't, like, have knowledge of, like, a place where they're going to send you to, the, like, Nigeria, just, like, we'll send you back to Nigeria. So, like, whatever mm. you think Nigeria is at that point, for some people, Nigeria was scary mm. to them mm. because their parents will always be like, we'll send you to boarding school in Nigeria or something like that. I feel like, I feel like sometimes it wasn't more, like, mm. Nigeria is scary. I think it was more, like, they'll discipline you there like yeah mm. it's not like it's old oh, the teachers we're going to be seeing like, seen lions and all this stuff running yeah. around <laughs> there's people came in i think it was the whole like education like, imagine imagine <laughs> how your house is how your dad is at home that is where they are 24 7 at least you can run to school and be rude to the teacher your teacher will go and ring yeah. home but if but, you're doing that in nigeria then i think mm. it, that's how it was like the whole discipline thing but I want to just jump in here and I want us to be as real as possible. Let's not lie. Nigeria obviously has problems. And I think oh, one course. thing, you know, they will, no, but it's true. One thing that, you know, they were saying is that, um, you know, it's not safe. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> the way that you guys, you know, move around on the street is so different to how we move around. Mm. So that's the reason why there was an element of fear because, you know, uh, for example, when I go uh-huh. to, especially this was my first time going by myself, my parents had to s- not necessarily sit me down, but they did have to sit me down and say, look, the way that you're going to treat this holiday is not the same that way that you'll be treating your holiday to Greece, not the same way you'll be treating your holiday to Dubai. <laughs> There's a whole different element when it comes to safety in Nigeria. And let's be real, mm. you know, people out here robbing yeah. people for money. Yeah, those that's things. actually yeah. why I that's the been, reason yeah. why there's That's the reason why there's in, yeah. and it's not a lie, it's the truth, because even you yourself that you live in Nigeria, you yourself know that, okay, certain places I can't go to, certain ways I have to conduct myself in you know certain environments and yes obviously here as well people are dying on the streets but it's very very different to how it is in nigeria so Mm. i don't want us to make it seem like as if you know what they're saying is just all lies no the truth is nigeria (laughs) is a lot unsafer than it is here do you know what i mean and that's that element of fear is yeah like when i would go to nigeria my mom wouldn't let me like speak when we were in like the taxi or wherever we were going like she was just like you're not allowed to speak at all because of your accent they'll like take mm. a longer route yeah because of your accent when you get to the airport and then you speak and then someone's trying to ask you for money blah blah blah, blah. so that's the same that's what i'm saying it completely depends it's the same thing in the uk as well it's very in unfortunate places you go to like mm. i was in i was in oxford circus mm. this guy looked at me because i was dressing well oh that's an international student go talk to him do you guess? Because I was wearing not see, I was dressing expensive. Mm-hmm. So profiling. Oh, friend, oh, yeah, we friend, <laughs> so Profiling happens everywhere. I don't like this. So the yeah, Nigeria... but Mufasa, come on, man. Don't kind, don't make it seem like as if it's different, man. Because with Nigeria, it's not even just a case of, oh, like, you know, um, how can I say, you know, oh, let me just try and like come up close with this person like it's simply a case of nigeria's money driven obviously it's money driven here as well but it's a different kind of money greed the way that you will conduct yourself is different to how you will conduct yourself in the uk because you that know there's some protections I, there that is why i thought once i got robbed by a sword in love oh, yes, not in <laughs> <laughs> all of you are my friends but mm. let's be honest when you found out that uh, on martin's day like that you people were surprised because I didn't let nobody actually knew who I really was. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, true, true, true. No, let, let me hold, for me, no, by the way. I, I don't think that. Let me hold my hands up. Let me uh-huh. hold my hands up. Yeah, true. Nobody true. in Loughborough knew who I was until I moved into this place. Then everyone started videoing and it mm. went viral. <laughs> you know what I'm so, uh, I if you don't know, Mufasa lives in a palace, baby. No, but the thing is, I didn't, no, 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 but. 
Oh, I didn't know until that December that we went that I saw mm. I saw Mufasa's house from the, down the street. <laughs> fitting, I had to hide who I was. All right. To blend in. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm like Prince of to... Egypt, yeah. <laughs> just just so I wouldn't be profiled, so I, I would be accepted, so my all my events would be accepted. Okay, but so do nobody... you have to do that in Nigeria as well? In in no, the thing now I've stopped hiding because at the end of the day, yeah, I but, can't. No, but um, okay, Hannah Montana. Let's be real. Wait, wait. Let's be real. For example, if you're traveling now, would you be able to just travel, take your car, and just go anywhere by yourself? No, not now. Like, That's so what I'm trying before, to say. Before well, I could. Here, if you lived in the UK, you would. Even if people knew that you were wealthy, for example, you might no. go down the street on Oxford Circus and you might see the richest whatever just strolling across with no mm. no, 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 security, no yeah. nothing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in Nigeria, for example, you won't just see David O walking down the streets in that local uh, market looking for fish. See, you wouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> see, see, and you see, this is the problem. You see, Dele Ali, he was robbed a few weeks ago. All these footballers, they're constantly being robbed. They don't even go anywhere. They're at their home. They're being robbed. My house was robbed in the UK. <laughs> you get who knows me not, but yeah, they robbed my house. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. No matter where you are, if if you're a poor person and they know yeah. that you have like a rich somebody, like a rich distant relative somewhere, they kidnap you and ask that person for money. So like it's like it's I don't know how to explain it. Basically, nobody is safe, and we're all just because honestly, even okay, I want to say. I can like I can mm. drive around Lagos or whatever, but there are certain mm-hmm. parts of Lagos I wouldn't go to at certain times of the day mm. just because I don't know what will happen. <laughs> I'm a woman, I'm weak in terms of fighting ability, so like there's only so much. Mm. <laughs> Every everywhere yeah. has everywhere has danger, but I understand what Beatrice is saying in that like when you have an accent, there's a way like some people get looked at funny or like mm. I don't know you, there's just this fear that ah, they will carry me away because I just because I remember I was watching someone's YouTube I'm not sure mm. which some I think it was one of the old patrons or something and they're talking about yeah. like how mm. their Uber almost carried them somewhere or something like that just based on like how they were talking in the car another person was saying how like she got cheated off like mm. it's just this thing of oh i can cheat you or i can exactly. like because exactly. you're not from yeah. here so yeah. you don't know but another kind of narrative that i heard whilst i was at uni is that like international students um wouldn't date like or maybe they would mm, maybe mm. no they wouldn't mm. date like british born nigerians basically as in or maybe it would just be like just vibes just pure vibes gives that kind of stuff that kind of stuff but like as actually like wife a british nigerian like that wasn't happening mm. like is that obviously yeah is that you guys is um so it's all dependent on your exposure and social economic as long as now, an average spicy, born nigerian, yeah. that the ones that are going to be thinking stupid things like that okay she's from uk she's not gonna have respect that i'm not gonna sorry there's no nice way to say it like there's mm. only somebody who's uneducated that's yeah. gonna that's gonna come and start saying okay she's from uk she doesn't have respect uh she's not gonna cook for me she's mm. educated so she's not gonna submit to my will mm. you know what i'm saying mm. only an uneducated person thinks like that once you're mm. educated all those things do not yeah. matter mm. Yeah, I I, live, I really feel it's like just about exposure. Like regardless of whether you're poor or not, like if you have exposure and like you're hip to things, then you understand that it literally does not matter. Cause like for example, my brother has like 
his babe is like um British born mm. and he's Nigerian. Like there's really no difference between both of them. They vibes. At the end of the day, like I said, I was born in Nigeria. I come from a comfortable family, but I've not lost any of my culture. I mm. still dobale. I still prostrate for people mm. older than me. Mm. I know how to cook my own food. You know, people are even surprised yeah. that I can cook my own food. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Have you not ever found like a difference between maybe the way British babes or whatever? Um, are in comparison to like Nigerian girls, 100%. for example, because let me just give let me just give a anecdote. Basically, there's a situation, yeah, where one person was this girl, she's British, and the boyfriend was Nigerian, and the Nigerian boy was now saying like, oh, she needs to like, cook for me and stuff. Like she needs to cook my. We're all at uni, by the way. Everybody here is on student loan, and she's mm. now saying, and he's now saying like, oh, like she doesn't cook for me, mm. she doesn't do this for me, she needs to iron my shirts before I go to this party, blah blah blah. <laughs> but I'm like now said, thinking like is like how first of all he, he's he very, needs to very call silly. his mom like I said it's all dependent on your exposure and your upbringing like <laughs> personally everyone prefers what they prefer mm. like me I like yeah like I said because I've lived in UK for a while I'm more inclined towards um, UK brought up Nigerians oh is it so, okay yeah personally I'm more inclined to them because we can just laying that out there Nigeria, Nigeria. I, I mean i've dated both i've only ever had dated two people one was uk and one was nigerian so i've actually experienced both before so like it's okay at the end of the day, it's all down to all those other things uh, are facial uh cosmetic things it's not really important are you telling me that because somebody's not ironing your shit that that's why you want my hair you're very stupid <laughs> <laughs> wait actually don't like just thinking about it i think i don't think i have any friends that like were british born mm. guy friends like they're always international that become Brit- anyway sure let's put it out there everybody knows tammy <laughs> tammy's had her experiences with international wait, guys wait i'm just saying hold on. I'm your business out there hold on <laughs> uh, how are you gonna just air my dirty laundry <laughs> your pants is outside is uh, my pants is outside I'm just Gosh. repeating. I'm just repeating what you said. But what I'm trying to say is that you know, <laughs> in that situation, even Sharon's mentioned as well with her, her own experiences have, ba- have mainly been with international guys. And you know, you have to factor in. You know, Sharon, I think Sharon has said this, but I actually don't know. You know, if that was the case, she no, but you mentioned before in the post. I'm just saying, you know, would you know, would you move back there? For me, I said personally, I don't plan to move back to Nigeria like like that at all. So I, I have already kind of not blocked it off, but if you're based here, you're based here. It's just about where you live, not necessarily where you were born and all those sort of things. So I'm just trying to understand deeper because Uh, obviously you said you want to come back here. Have you factored that in? If I come, if I mm. come back and I get a good job mm. and life is moving well, I'll probably just stay. Mm. And that, I probably yeah, like I'm as well mm. now, or I might be like that's my plan. Be, I think it's very important that like, all of those things I mentioned from the start, so that there's no yeah. confusion later on. Very Anybody that w- I would be involved with is already gonna know that. See, I'm based in Nigeria. Mm. This is what it is. So like, don't mm. waste your time if you know you don't have any intention. I'm not telling you. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. That you're gonna move back that's, mm. it. that's not how life works you understand yeah. but something you have to say okay you're willing to consider mm. you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Mm. So mm. if you're not even willing to consider it at all yeah. then there's no point and um, so i have a question as well for you both from fast and tumika so obviously tumika you mentioned that you have a british passport um so was your main reason for moving back to nigeria because of like you doing your law bar thing 
for Nigeria? And if so, like, how come she didn't move back straight away and stuff like that? Like, move back to the UK straight away? Okay, so, like, um, yeah, so the reason why I went back was actually mm-hmm. for law school. And then after law school ended, I was like, does it make sense for me to go back to do master's or get my LPC or to just do NYC and get Nigeria <laughs> over and done with? So I was like, you know what, let me just go straight and do my NYC. And then after NYC, I can just go back and not come back again. That not come back again mm. is obviously like mm. a joke because I might still obviously it depends on how life goes. But like, um, I didn't want to like go come back, mm-hmm. go again. So in my mind, I was like, oh, master's is like my last card, like my escape route. So I didn't want to have to go back to England, then come back to Nigeria. Then I wouldn't have a reason to mm-hmm. go back again. If that yeah. if that makes sense, because from masters it's there to mm. get like a job straight to that, and from just going yeah. and coming back, because they will ask you what were you doing for the last one year, and you're just like, ah. mm-hmm. so that was like my whole reason, my reasoning okay. process. I'm a faster. How come you decided to go back to Nigeria after? I mean, he mentioned it. Small he said it. What that is comfortable. Yeah. So he said um, that um he thought he, he could let me no, but I'm just trying to understand like, why you didn't like stay here, just do corporate or whatever. So, um, I personally, I had plans for myself already. Mm-hmm. I was thinking ahead and a lot of the things I was going to do in Nigeria was already set in motion before I even moved back. So I had or so to think about everything I wanted to do. Because, you know, in UK, it's... Like I said, I with the family I have and stuff, it was it was easier for me to leverage on the connections I have here to try and build my empire here. So mm. I was looking at a five-year plan. Yes. So something that would take me, let's say, five years to to build in Nigeria might have taken me maybe ten years to build in the UK. Mm. Mm. So I just had to weigh all my pros and cons. The only thing, the main reason me, I said, I can't even lie. The reason I wanted to stay in UK, the only reason is because I wanted my own passports. Both of you have obviously touched on the passport thing. And <laughs> again, I'm going back to that first episode that we recorded because uh, yeah. we mentioned that, you know, we believe that <laughs> the British passport, you know, comes with benefits. And I'm, I think, I don't know who it was that made a statement. It, it might have been Sharon, actually. It was me. Yes, yeah. Sharon made a statement that basically said, you know, um, having a p- British passport as a Nigerian is a good, you know, it's a, it's a priv- not privilege, but you know what I mean? It's something that's beneficial. It's a benefit- it is a privilege. A benefit- There's no need yeah. to even undercode it because the British passport, you can go to anywhere in the, almost anywhere in the world. Like, yeah. yeah. Almost 150 yeah. countries without a visa. I was saying on I the think- podcast that, on the episode that actually, like, the benefits for a student is that you can apply to any company. Whereas before, when I was in final year and like some of my international friends were applying for jobs and stuff, you can only apply to companies that will sponsor your visa. Mm-hmm. And if you leave that too yeah. late and the, the company is not able to start the, the visa application process mm-hmm. in time for you to start, then you're all automatically, and that's happened to two of my friends, you, you might be successful um, through like the first couple of stages, but then once they clock that, actually we don't have enough time to process your visa, they automatically remove you from the thing. And when I said that, people are now saying that oh you're making it seem like um everyone Britain- wants yeah that everybody wants to stay and that british passport is this like grow or something yeah. but that's not what i was trying to say what okay. i was trying to say is that there are there are benefits to having the passport that i didn't clock until i was at uni even in university as well you you guys are paying nine grand a year 
for school mm. fees. Mm. International people are paying twice as as much as that. For engineers, mm-hmm. they're paying more than that because there's a discrepancy between engineering courses and normal economics courses because, you know, we use labs mm. and everything. So it's more expensive for really? us. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So our courses are more expensive expensive than all the business courses, all the economics courses, mm. all the law courses. If we're doing engineering or medicine, we're paying higher school fees than you guys. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's a lot of advantages. If you're, you want to school in the UK, you want to live in the UK, <laughs> Pray to God you get the British passports because if you don't, it's going to make things more difficult for you. Mm. Mm. Thank you. You heard it. You heard it here from a Nigerian, so you people can stop coming from my neck now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's funny because you know when you were like, you know when you were like, oh, um, some Nigerians say some people came came to you and told you that they don't they they don't want to stay in the UK, but really and truly there was a lot. Of people were well, in my uni, a lot of international students that were like, by any means, they had to stay in the UK. Like, by any means, like one was even joining Conservative Party. I said, excuse me. <laughs> I said, I said, excuse me. These people don't even want us that are we are even in the UK that we have UK passport. But you think that they would want someone that doesn't even have a youth like by any means possible, you're joining conservative party, going to their <laughs> meetings, even have a I didn't even know you can get you can even get a, a, a card for you to be part of a part of a party. And you had all of that stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. So by any means it's literally by any means possible just to stay in the UK. But obviously not everybody wants to say, but let's not act like some international students don't want to stay in the UK. No, hundred percent international. Some majority, I know a lot of people that actually do want to stay in the UK. See, mm. like we said before, it's harder in Nigeria. Anybody yeah, can fight me if you want to say it. Yes, in Nigeria, if you have a rich family, everything, it's easier for you to get a job because you don't have mm. to do much. Your parents are going to make one or two phone calls. By the mm. end of the day, you're still mm. going to start from the bottom, unless you're working for a parents' company or whatever. If they're plugging you, and highest, even if they are giving you a good job for some years, just starting out. You get maximum maybe 500k, even if you want to push it that, that's per month to up to one million a month at this exchange rate. That's only two grand a month. You find that Nigerians who go to school in the UK they want to stay mm. there after the course because you know they've come to a country where the system is working, mm, okay, where things are working seamlessly for them. They apply for a job, get a job, work nine to five. I mean, they're getting home at reasonable hours, they're waking up at seven, get to work at nine. Mm-hmm. finish at five get back home by six mm. you understand so they're used to a system now that, that's working for them they want to come back to nigeria and start the stress of entering traffic lagos traffic is something else mm-hmm. you have to wake up at 4 a.m leave your house at 5 a.m sometimes just to be able to make it to the office by 8 or 9 a.m mm-hmm. then you leave work at 6 a.m and you're getting home at 10 p.m mm. mad but can i um jump in on this whole Nigeria being harder than the UK and I agree to some extent but I think what gets me a bit mm, rubs me off the wrong way let me say is that obviously again these people that are coming over to study you have to understand that you're part of the best in your country it's, let's be real do you know what I mean like yeah. with my parents won't, wouldn't be able to afford the cash or you know whatever cash down that these you know you're, you're putting down for fees to send your child over, you know what I mean? And it's UK. not even just fees as well. It's, it's a, a living, flight, it's accommodation. Accommodation, everything. All you know that I mean? stuff. So I think what annoys me is that, you know, you see as the UK's been easy, but it's because you yourself, you are part of the 
the high the the, the highest class exactly. in your society. In the UK. As someone in the mm-hmm. UK who is not, I'm not in the wealthy class at all in the UK. Do you know what I mean? I'm part of the working class, and that's even a privilege in some retrospect in terms of being black. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel mm-hmm. like you because of the perception that you might see, you don't actually understand, or not you, but you know, people don't really understand that actually. The struggle in the UK is actually still very real. Yes, we have the system that can back you up in terms of, okay, you can get like benefits, for example, that you won't be able to get in the UK um, to kind of support you and your family. You can live in like a council flat and all those things. I get that. But with the whole job thing, being black already, like you're, you're being put at such a disadvantage. Do you know what I mean? Like in Nigeria, you're, you're, I feel like you're based, obviously, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm judge- I'm jumping the gun. So, but I, I think you can, you can't really compare like a rich Nigerian to a working class British person. Yeah, but like, that's what I'm trying to I say. I feel like that. if you're trying to make a if you're trying to make a direct comparison, like I feel like you'd have to like compare like a uh, uh, upper class exactly. British but I'm saying that this is coming Nigerian. from I'm saying so, this is coming from people who are high class talking like as if it's easy here, but really and truly. They're part of the high class. Do you know so what, what I mean? I'm trying not... to yeah, but the high class here would also probably say that it's easy here, though. I understand where you're trying to land. But what you need to understand is that these high class people you're describing as are not really high class people. They're children of high class people. Mm, so they, exactly. they're children of high class people. And that is... Explain the difference. This is the problem that people do not understand. Just because... Just because your parents are rich doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're exactly. rich. Exactly. That is what Yeah, and this is... Understand. Do you know what? There yeah, I say this all the time but i don't feel like okay i'm not talking about the two of you on this call because obviously i know you personally but i feel like some nigerians yeah okay let me not even say nigerians because a lot of people do this but i feel like some people equate their parents wealth to them Mm -hmm. and then they'll now be like yeah but my daddy's rich it's like okay yeah but you're not though like yeah but at the end of the day let's not be let's not do all this dindy daddy dilly daddy at the end of the day, you'll still have a, a big house under your... You'll still be living in a big house. You'll still have a, um, a helper that's helping you do this. If you need... No, but Beatrice, what but I'm saying is... Okay, look, what I'm saying is, hey. if that person gets married, yeah? If that person gets married and they have their own wife, what is your dad still going to be giving you monthly allowance? But at the end of the day, it's still an empire because what are we creating? We're creating wealth for our children so that if, well, for it example, depends, they don't... It depends, it depends, no, it depends what kind of... I get it depends it. what business that, know. That, that person is in. I get it, but let's be real. You know, in Nigeria, we don't really have generational wealth like that really right? i disagree parents really i disagree just like, i feel like now, wait somebody that's that lives no, in nigeria is talking like, please let her finish no but i just feel like people aren't getting my point what i'm trying to say <laughs> is i feel like you're undermining it because at the end of the day yes you're saying that you know you aren't your your parents wealth and i can i get that completely but we're talking about the basic fundamentals what as a young person we're not talking about when you're older we're talking about right now as a person, when you're going back home, for example, after you finish uni, who's rushing you? Like, you're not yeah. in a position where if you don't work, you're not going to have food on your plate. Your family are not even able to support you to provide a plate to you, to give you to eat. That's what I'm saying. It's okay, very sorry, different. I feel like I've lost what we're eating. What are we talking about here? So I was talking about the fact that Mufas is saying it's harder, <laughs> but, you know, he was saying, you know, people kind of judge those rich people because they'll be thinking, because their parents are rich, they themselves are comfortable. But you do have that comfortable kind mm. of so, that's what, so let me get back to that now like i said i actually understand where the others may not understand where you're trying to land and that's why mm. i brought that up because i actually understand where you're trying to get to and this is one of the mm. reasons that i moved back to nigeria now everything you're saying is true to some extent i came back to nigeria because i don't have to pay rent mm-hmm. i don't have to buy food i don't have to mm-hmm. do anything like that i'm living mm-hmm. in my father's house comfortably i sleep eat drink mm. everything for free do you understand mm. what i'm saying so that's one of the reasons i came back so that's an added mm. advantage of coming mm. to nigeria 
So it's not as if there aren't advantages of moving to Nigeria. There are, but then there are also a lot of disadvantages as well. Mm-hmm. Now, in Nigeria, it's not easy to get a job in Nigeria. Now, a lot of these rich kids we're talking about, majority of them are spoilt. I'm friends mm-hmm. with a lot of them. I, I am one, as we say. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I know the old governor's children, everybody. There's nobody I don't know. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So a lot of these people, they've been spoon-fed all their lives. Mm, I've been spoon-fed too. I'm, I can't even say that my parents mm. didn't do this and this for me. I'm just one of the rare breeds that, okay, yes, everything was given to me, but I still want my own. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is so, the difference between Mufasa and like some other people that yeah, I've met. Because yeah. Mufasa, you're, you actually have like, I was saying this to someone the other day, I was making a comparison. With Mufasa, like like I said, at uni, my guy was DJing, my guy was doing parties or whatever. My guy moved back to Nigeria, did G-Bet, now there's COVID, doing clean. There's some other people, yeah, <laughs> who... you got to admire There's some it. other people, yeah, who, if you ask them, what do you want to do? They don't know. Mm. Their parents decided their degree. Their, their parents decided um, what job they have. Mm-hmm. What, and I just can't get my head around that, which is why I'm saying that you cannot equate your your parents' wealth to yourself because at some point, you're going to leave that house and you're going to have to fend for your own family. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, he's saying that he's been spoon-fed, but, like, there's sometimes like they didn't like they don't give you some stuff like you had to go like when you wanted more lifestyle and all of that you had to go out and work for exactly it. so what, what i'm saying is that yes they might have yes. a roof to sleep on they might have anything but they don't have control mm-hmm. over their lives mm-hmm. exactly they don't have control but over what their i'm trying to say is that with that oh, hard, Beatrice, you're shouting, sorry man. sorry what i was trying to say is that with that whole hard <laughs> element because yeah. I'm talking about be- it being hard. I get that everybody wants more. For example, you can be rich and still want more. We're not so, talking about the more. We're talking about the basic benefits of it being hard. I still feel like, you know, and uh, again, I maybe so I'm just wrong. reason yeah. it's like this. So somebody has the opportunity to go back home, not pay any rent, live under mm-hmm. their father's room, be spoon-fed, everything, but they still choose to stay in the UK and get a job and fight for their own life. Why is that the case? Do you understand what I'm saying? No, they I get you. But, well, no, but the, the reason why I brought this up is because I was saying that somebody who is wealthy, who has at least an umbrella to fall back on, is different to somebody who might be in a position where they're in the UK and yeah, they might go back, you know, to their parents' home, but their parents can't afford to even give them food, to be able to even have them in their house. For example, the room that they're in now, three of them are in a room. They've got the younger sibling. You know what I mean? It's very different. Yeah, but you can't, what I was even saying is you can't compare that to somebody who is upper class in That's Nigeria. That's what I'm saying that there, but they're saying, they're saying that it's hard for them. Oh, I'm saying your hard, in UK your regardless. hard is, is different to our hard. And I feel like so our it's hard, true. Because, 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 because let me also put that in perspective too. Not everybody's in same social class that's coming abroad too so not oh. everybody not every international that's student true. is also mm-hmm. rich so let me yeah, put that yeah. across that so some people that could not go back some people haven't yeah, gone I met back some people that they couldn't go to... back for christmas or anything like that because their parents could literally only afford that plane ticket there and then you come back some after people your degree. are using their life savings to send their children definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah so definitely. not everybody is in mufasa's mm. position no. mm. <laughs> 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 level. it's true it's true it's true it's true but to those that are, some people will still prefer that staying in the UK to coming back to Nigeria. Because like mm-hmm. I said, it's difficult to understand when you're not in a situation. So from mm-hmm. somebody from the outside, they look at people like us like, wow, you guys are so lucky. I'd rather be in your position. But sometimes you don't know the ins and outs of what's going on mm-hmm. in our businesses and in our homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
true. So a lot true. of these things you might see in movies, I don't know, or series. I don't know if you watch Dynasty, all of those kind of things. You might think, <laughs> oh, it's just a series. It's just a, a movie that, oh, okay, your life is not going to be Prince Harry. You think, mm. oh, I think these are real life situations where mm. they're being controlled till they're 30, 40, mm. that they cannot do anything. Mm. So a lot of these people actually rather stay in the UK and actually mm. have control over their own lives rather mm. than come back and be doing daddy or mommy's yeah. boy just so that when they're 50 or when they're 60, when their parents die, they will now inherit that money. Mm. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, no, you yeah. made a lot of valid points. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I want to like bring the focus back to us a little bit. So BTS, like what are you guys' like views in terms of like moving back to Nigeria? Well, I say moving back, moving to Nigeria. Like, is that, is that something that you would do? If so, why? If not, why not? Mm. Um, I think for me, I think I'd probably have to have some sort of trial because <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I can't imagine just like up in your whole life and moving. Didn't Debbie there? Crown yeah, try to do that one? I was about to say that like, but I feel like she went there blindsided. Like, I feel like she, yeah, she just, you're yeah. just going based on three weeks in Nigeria. Based on vibes. Based on, <laughs> based on December, this is December. <laughs> but I think if I was dating someone that lived in Nigeria, like full time, <laughs> I probably have to either like go out there, stay there for a couple of months just to see what, see what's out there in terms <laughs> of like jobs and stuff. It's either that or I marry very, very rich and you're not if working. living and I'm not working. And if mm-hmm. I'm Tammy. Yeah, go on. Let me just ask because okay, so you just said that if you were to um the first option was like you have to live there for a few months mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think theoretically that sounds like a good idea. But if you've got mm-hmm. a job here, mm-hmm. are you just gonna say, Oh, I'm taking sabbatical, I'm gonna go and live with my boyfriend in Nigeria for a few months, we're gonna see if we're gonna move there? Like well, practically. If I, if I feel like it's going well. Mm. and it could lead to like marriage and stuff like that mm. why wouldn't i want to take that risk like i could the thing is london isn't running away i can always come back there's always mm. the option to mm. come back it's not mm. like once you're there yeah. they close it off like mm. I, I can never come back but i would <laughs> if i feel like that's like that's part of my future would be mm. to live there why not but if i feel like it's too hard and like stuff with like kids like like some of my aunties they've gone back then they've come back then they've gone again then i'm thinking mm. up and down like a yo-yo you're there you're here, you're there, you're there. <laughs> like just stay like and obviously when you have kids you're not thinking oh should my kids go to school here or should school in Nigeria? Oh, like, that's so there's so many different things but as i said if i was to marry very rich and mm. the person is <laughs> if money day if money is there <laughs> why would slice. i why would i not why would i not go if especially if i'm not working and i'm just you know there. Like, what is it? Um, Sh- what? No, Tammy, you're forgetting. You said you want to set up like a shop to sell. Oh yeah, set up a shop. Yeah. You're selling national and you know, <laughs> holiday. <laughs> so you know, God. it's whatever. But as I said, I wouldn't mind moving back, but it has to be for like a really good. Like there has to be something sweet out there for me to move. Mm. I'll just be moving back because I went to W Lounge or W Bar. <laughs> I had a good time. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah. Um. Then what about Beatrice, you, Sharon? What about you? Oh, I was gonna say, what about you, Sharon? You can go. You can go. Mm. Ah. Just say no. If that's, if that's Me? The, if, if that's the answer to your question. <laughs> Obviously, you guys already know. My answer is no. No, but actually, to be fair, you know what? It's not that it's no. I think, let me be real. I'm a very, I'm a sort of person where, like, I want to, when I'm older, go to different locations with my husband, if possible. And I'm hoping that he'll be on the same page. Um, So, like, I've always said, you know, I want to retire, not relatively young, but 
we grind in men for now so that we can retire as early as possible. Um, and I basically want to be that sort of person that, you know, after my children have done everything that they need to do in terms of education, I want to be doing one, you know, couple of months in this country, couple of months in that country, home here, home there. So I know for a fact that I definitely will want a home in Nigeria. Um, whether I even let my other family members stay in that home while I'm not there, you know what I mean? I just definitely have a house that I can always go to if I need to be in Nigeria. And it probably be, be, will be in um, Lagos. Um, but then I did say, you know, I want to go and travel and live in Dubai for some time. Um, I also want to live in New York for some time. Um, and I also want to mm. come maybe to Nigeria and just stay there for a while. Do you know mm. what I mean? But I personally, just with the Wahala, and I know that, there's obviously good size to Nigeria, but for me personally, like the things that you guys have touched on for me are kind of non-negotiables and things I don't really want to be dealing with right now in this stage of my life. Like I don't want to be dealing with so much traffic. Like I can't even stand London traffic, yet alone the time that I was in, in Nigeria for two weeks, that Lagos traffic is a joke. Do you know what I mean? And also the type of work that I do, my hours are long. I can't now factor in an extra time to be traveling to and from work it's just not gonna it's not gonna run do you know what i mean um and again with the education education mm. part with my children i know that i would want my children to not study in nigeria facts sorry no matter how amazing it gets they're still good i would want them to study here or even in america for example so you know i there's nothing that really keeps me wanting to go to nigeria at this young age but i definitely travel like back and forth you know to obviously go back home and visit family but apart from the family aspect I can't lie to you, there's nothing really there for me in Nigeria. Jez. Um, basically, Beatrice just says she wants to be a traveller. Yeah, basically. When basically. I'm old, like, when I'm so old, I want to just be doing whatever. Do you know what I mean? Just different, like, different countries, enjoying what I can. Obviously, yeah. I, like the, I love like, the hot weather in Nigeria and all those sort of things. Um, but I don't know, man. I just I can't be there full time. I'm not lie to you. I'll go mad. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Um, okay, I think for me, um, I can't lie to you. Right now, there's no incentive for me to to live in Nigeria. Um, like, there's only incentive for me to visit, and that's because my friends are there. Really, mm. if my friends weren't there, then I don't think like I would go as often as I will be going. Hopefully, in terms of like moving there to live there, I mean, I don't. Mm. Again, I don't really see that happening. I think the only way, the only thing that would sway me is if my husband was um wanted to live there then maybe I could live there for some time but in terms of like moving there and living there I don't think so and I think that for a number of things I think the way of life is quite different to what I'm accustomed to obviously I've only lived in the UK and I've lived here for 23 and a half years mm. so I feel like moving to a whole different style of life might be quite diff difficult and also like education as well just because you just have to factor in the fact that like you're gonna have to pay for them to like school abroad and then you might not be able to see your children for that mm. long because what I've noticed as well is that obviously with a lot of international students for example Mufasa you like left home basically when you were 12 and then you didn't come back full time again until you were like what 22 mm. and I feel like that's such a long period of time Away. where your children are like growing and developing and stuff mm. and like you don't get to see them as often mm. so um I don't know. I think I think for me it'd be quite difficult. I don't I don't see. Yeah. I don't. When I picture my future, I actually don't see me living there. I think yeah, like Beatrice, I would hopefully, God willing, if I have enough money and stuff, have a home there. That'd be nice. Um, and I feel like my parents might end up retiring in Nigeria or something. So I mean, 
I just go see them in it. <laughs> I think that point about um, that you mentioned, Sharon, in terms of you know being close with your with your children, I think that's such a valid point. That's something that I definitely want to happen. You know, I I know for a fact that I was privileged in the sense that my parents were there for me at every point. And don't get me wrong, obviously, I know you can travel, you can fly over to like watch your children do whatever, but. Though knowing the fact that like every single weekend like my dad would do something with me or like you know what I mean those kind of experiences for me mean a lot because of the way it's impacted my life now and I'm not saying that obviously with you guys you know you've had time away and stuff and for example I sometimes think about you know if I went to uni in the US how would my life be and stuff but I have to admit that fact that you know when I was in uni I was constantly coming home and you know that's the reason why I was able to be as close with my family as we are now um to have that constant kind of communication um i feel like you don't really get if you don't live in the same country as your parents so uh on that note uh like i just quickly tap in there mm. uh, it, it really all depends on your finances and your availability mm. yeah mm. that's now, the thing so i never had an issue because i mean i spoke to my parents every day then mm. apart from that there's half term so we used to see every six weeks on top of that then also i feel like going to boarding school actually helped me develop more quickly than mm-hmm. it helped me learn to yeah. be on my own mm-hmm. so uni life was an easy transition for me like mm-hmm. a lot of you guys might have found it hard and you mm-hmm. have going home every weekend and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you're not used to being independent you're not used yeah. to maybe spending your own money and stuff like that but mm-hmm. we've already had that experience then that's for us yeah. even going abroad now for those ones in nigeria too you can still be in nigeria and they didn't still see the kids every day because like I said, Nigeria is not as, as easy because of the traffic and everything. So a lot of mm. them are still in boarding school in Nigeria. So mm. regardless, mm. for people here, they're still sending their children to boarding school in Nigeria and they're not seeing them every single day. Mm. So like Good I said, it all depends on where you're living, yeah. your availability, your finances mm. and anything. I just feel like, I feel like with enjoyment with Nigeria, you just have to have mm-hmm. money. Like It's like you can't do nothing without money. And don't get me wrong, obviously, that's probably like how it is in the UK. But I just feel like with Nigeria, it's just always money, money, money. Like, oh, oh, I feel like that's just life, though. Everything is like, it, yes. it's, to a certain degree, like yes. you need, in, in you Nigeria. need money. Like, Especially you need... in Lagos, like you can't do anything without money. Mm. So imagine if you were in UK, like you, you had a full-time job in UK, everything, like let's say your hours are very, very late as well. You still mm. wouldn't have time to spend with your children like that. You mm. get what I'm saying? So mm. it, it might even be better to send them to boarding school so that it's not even like you're neglecting them. Yeah. So yeah. it literally yeah. is all dependent on the situation you find yourself in at that point mm. in time. I think like there are a lot of things Mm-hmm. In as much as there are a lot of problems with Nigeria, there are mm-hmm. also like fun parts of Nigeria too. It's sad that like sixty years and we still have some in like a lot of issues with mm-hmm. like um, foundational mm-hmm. yeah. problems, infrastructure, like that. But then on the brighter side, I feel like the newer generations mm-hmm. are starting to have like a voice, and things are in some way starting to get better it's taking a really really long time but like i feel like we're finally have starting to have there's that finally mm-hmm. starting to hear us i think mm. maybe i'm being naive i do agree i think like with time like things will change i think obviously the people who are in power now they have a very like old kind of archaic way of thinking but i think our generation we have a better, newer mm. way of thinking. I think as well, there's so much power in social media 
and I think hopefully by the time like we have kids and stuff things will be better by God's grace when we're celebrating 70 years of independence please we can't still be talking about Buhari (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys thank you so much for being our guest on our podcast honestly this was such a good episode Um, and thank you to everyone who was listening um, make sure as always make sure you check out our socials at btspod underscore and let us know what you think as well using hashtag btspod so yeah thank you guys so much for listening it's Beatrice it's Tammy and it's Sharon and we'll see you in our next one bye, bye. check me <laughs> mom deserves better than a drugstore card This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com